be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When Judas had left him, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. And I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. So you should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. It has been said that the greatest crisis in the history of the world was the arrest and conviction of a man found guilty only on the charge of an excess of love. An excess of love. This was tragic because The reason for the crisis from garden to cross was man failed. Humanity failed. And so we have this visible sign of an excess of love. It would seem, as we know, There is no other way for us to understand the love of God except for God to give us an example of excess. Going beyond anything we could imagine in the love of God. But he did. Our Lord speaks of this in today's gospel. We've had Reflections on love, of course we are always having them, since that's the very heart of the gospel is the love of God given to us that we then are supposed to take in and make visible. But particularly during the Easter season, we have had it. Last Sunday we had the Good Shepherd. And the Sunday before that, of course, we had once again St. Peter, with that whole exchange regarding the nature of divine love and merely human love. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. You know that I love you. You know everything. You know that I love you. And so on, with this radically different form of love that our world simply cannot grasp and will not. 
Today's gospel speaks of it very directly. It begins by saying, when Judas had left them, when the one, when the betrayer had left, the one who was going to reject love, in fact, reject love itself, to betray love, to betray love itself, our Lord is now left with the eleven, whom he knows doesn't, whom he knows don't understand the love that he is going to express and the love that he is going to show them. And our Lord then addresses them by saying, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. The Son of Man glorifies the Father by an act of obedience, by an act of suffering and death. And God is glorified in him. And God will also glorify him in himself. And God will glorify him at once. So this glorification, then, is one act of divine love, as well as an act of human love, neither one of which we seem able to understand, and the apostles certainly don't. And so he says, My children, I will be, I will be with you only a little while longer. And therefore I give you a new commandment, love one another. Well, this love, of course, is going to be the love that he will have to show them. The love that we see over and over again. Again, in excess. We are called also to that excess. But here again, we have a great problem, first of all, understanding it, even though it's been witnessed to us, and then making it known. I give you a new commandment. As I have loved you, that's the pivot He's not telling us to love as the world loves. You remember, remember back in the 60s and 70s, it never ended, I think. But particularly during the Vietnam War, you would see bumper stickers that said, make love, not war. Many of us will remember those bumper stickers. They didn't mean love at all. All they meant was some sort of physical gratification. Something that would simply, in some human way, bring me some sort of fulfillment. But it didn't mean love at all. It's not the love of the gospel. That love is something that people still talk about today in that very expression of making love. The only great act of making love is the cross. That is the way God made love to the world, by suffering and dying. And that is how he glorified the Father, by that act of obedience. So as I have loved you, so you also should love one another. Which is why we have to spend time sitting in the presence of the Lord in order to do that. As I have loved you. We have to sit and ponder that act of God's love or we will not be able to understand it in our own lives. In fact, when we ever use the word making love, we should do it only after we have sat in front of a crucifix to understand it. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And of course, as we know, the early Christians shocked the world in which they lived by this strange form of love. It was so foreign to that world. 
and it has become, I think, foreign to our world once again. But that is something that will change the world when it sees that sort of sacrificial love, because it's that element that's dropped out of it. That was the sacrifice missing in the 60s and 70s and ever since, the sacrificial element of love. That that always marks the love of God. So, our Lord has said that. They still don't understand it. Even after the cross, they will still be somewhat confused. It won't be until the coming of the Holy Spirit that they begin to realize that in their own lives and then begin to express it as they continue to proclaim the kingdom of God to the world in which they live. Now, needless to say, that love becomes perfectly visible to us in the reality of the liturgy. The Eucharist is the reality of God's love. It's not as though God simply gave us a lesson in love in, by writing it down. And even his own suffering and death isn't something we simply remember by way of an event in history. It's a reality that he keeps alive among us day after day after day. So this sacrificial love is something that is seen and touched and hopefully received and consumed. Then we are able to do what we could not otherwise do. So you see, this isn't simply a matter of my will. It's true, love is in the will, as we have said many, many times, and we all know it, and therefore is subject to command, as we all know. But the command is impossible until we have the strength to elicit that. And that will come, as we know also only, from the reception of his body and blood that makes it possible. As Pope Benedict said, I mentioned this on the Sunday after Easter. And he said that he continually knocks gently at the doors of our hearts and slowly opens our eyes if we open our doors to him. That's God's way. And that is what he does to us here. He comes to us and knocks on the doors of our hearts to give us that strength through his own strength that makes it possible for us to love in this unique way, in a divine way, in a sacrificial way. As I said, we can talk about this endlessly, but it will have no real meaning and no transformative power until, as I said, we have sat in front of the crucifix and, most importantly, in front of the Eucharist and witnessed what that can do. So, we then have been receivers of a divine love, heroic love. We are also the visible signs of it. We are now the great heroes of love because we have had a divine lover. And that is how the world will know. Again, as I have said, the world has heard every other argument and rejected it. It will respond only to a surprise of love and a love that goes beyond anything else that the world can give it and that only God himself can make present. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the resurrection of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, 
remembers will always be a witness to the divine love that they have experienced, especially the church suffering. We pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, especially our own, they will receive the love of God and be visible signs of it themselves, transforming society by that love. We pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that in their suffering they will be visible signs of God's sacrificial love for those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected that love. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For a greater respect for human life, especially life in the womb and life at the end, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life. Those young men and women who, like the apostles, will witness to the heroic love God has given to us. For a greater reverence for the heroic love in marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, that having spent time in the presence of that love, they may then proclaim it we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all those working on our building project, that they will remain safe, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all of our youth, especially those who are graduating, that they will continue to grow in truth and in love, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors. For all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, that our lives will reflect the love that we have received, the love that we have seen, and the love that has come to us we pray to the Lord. Lord we now proclaim the victory of our Lord as we sing the Christus Vincit. 